Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Well, <laughs> hello kids and cadets, crazy nerds of all ages. Welcome to the FSF Podcast Live at 5 Edition. John and I are here to take you through Episode 5 of Marvel's Secret Invasion. Now, John and I are really very much enjoying this show. Uh, it's an amazing, it's amazingly done spy thriller, if you ask me. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a nice de- departure from the same old, same old when it comes to superhero genre type stuff. So uh, yeah, we're very excited about this. And the last couple episodes have been on, on the average about 15 to 20 minutes shorter than the first few, but... We're not. I don't feel like I'm losing anything on these last couple episodes. No, they're pretty packed. Um, yeah, there's no no downtime at all. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're 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 keeping our attention. They're 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 holding my my attention and making me want to. Like when we were, we got done, I think close to the end of the episode today, I didn't even notice. I didn't look at the runtime before I got started. I got to the end. I'm like, wow, that's. And I looked at the time. I was like, oh, okay. It's just it, it it went so well it just kind of caught up with us so yeah yeah I only looked at the runtime to see if I had time to watch it before work <laughs> like, do, do I have time to do this over breakfast yeah okay which exactly. is great you know under forty five minutes I can usually watch it there you go which is all right cool. so we've got a few points today as we bring in we're gonna have some some slides here some images to talk about. Uh, and John's got a few notes, but we'll talk about slides. We'll talk about John's notes. We'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, anything that you guys have and want in the comments. If you have your thoughts about today's episode and you want to know our insights or therefore lack of insights, which is probably more accurate. Um, yeah, just shoot it in the comments and we'll talk about it now. However, as per usual, if you have not watched today's episode, there are spoilers ahead. Please know that we are not looking to try and ruin this show for you, uh, but we are talking about an episode that did come out today on Disney+. Plus. So again, spoiler alert. We can only say it so many times, but yes, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Okay, there we go. So one of the biggest questions I had about last week, and before I let John take the reins here, and I'll put up my first slide, uh, one of the things that I had the biggest question about about was was Talos actually dead? We saw this image, right? And uh, today told us uh, that yeah, Talos is actually dead, right? But he also got credit for rescuing the uh, the president. Yeah. So I mean, he may have died, but he also got a good public image out there. So I don't know. Noble right. sacrifice. Yeah, noble sacrifice. I thought the whole thing surrounding his death with uh, Gia going to Vara, uh, Fury's wife, uh, was kind of interesting in the way that that, that was handled. We got to see a, a scroll funeral, and yeah. I know that was one of your notes was about the scroll funeral. Yeah, because you know Gaia knew that she had to bring like an offering with it, but didn't know how to say the prayer in her own native language because there's been this cultural identity loss sure from them living on earth for the last 30 years because the 90s were 30 years ago right and pretending to be earth. humans for the entirety of the time right yeah, yeah so i mean you're going to lose some of yourself some of what makes your community you when you just dive in like that yeah absolutely 
Okay. Uh, yeah. So you want to you want to start at the top of your notes, and we can kind of go from there. Uh, yeah. So Gravik Gravik is losing control. I mean, he's got uh, you know Pagan calling him out in front of people, so he just executes him. Well, that doesn't exactly work. That doesn't inspire the fear Gravik thinks it should. That it was inspires... the dude that he. That was the dude that he grooted, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. They gave him a name so we would theoretically care. You know. <laughs> you know. I how didn't that care. I, did, yeah. I had the feeling he wasn't going to be around for very long, so no, I, I never learned his name. Yeah. Um, I, I only know because I, I watch with subtitles on. Yes. Well, I do too. That's the thing, but I didn't. Still yeah. didn't care to learn. <laughs> um, but yeah, th then he, <clears throat> you know. A little while later, he kills Beto, you know, yeah. another named second tier character. But, um, you know, Gravik can't control his own people, let alone right. the greater plan he's trying to hatch. Under an attempted coup, Beto and the rest of those guys, they came in in an attempted coup, tried to kill. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I thought the uh, the plastic bag was a nice touch. You, you don't see that too often. But uh, no, no, it was a. Uh... Yeah, he yeah he definitely sandwich bagged him over the face and tried to yeah. tried to suffocate him and you know that's why we have that image of Gravik here because yeah. see Gravik in, in in his in his human state mm -hmm. once the bag went over his head I mean he came out after beating everybody screaming and yelling and right scaring the daylights out of all, all the people that were standing outside right and you can kind of see the extremist powers there flaring in his head um, yeah because that that did make people a little more aggressive if I remember Iron Man three correctly. Um, but he also doesn't know how to use that power fully yet, or maybe he doesn't have the full power because he's just using it to heal, not to actually deal any damage. Yeah, he may not know that it does other things, and that is right. he's just using it for healing capabilities because he's relying. Excuse me, he's relying on his ability to group. Yeah, you know. So maybe it's that he can only do so much so far. Maybe it's that he doesn't know how to control himself or his terror cell or anything else uh he, he doesn't seem like he should be in charge no graphic yeah. is is yeah. lost yeah absolutely lost yep um but let's see here with as many times as people pulled guns on fury this episode and last and, and last episode but nobody shot him you know they've shot at him maybe Right. But, um, you know, Scrody, Scroll Rody, <laughs> you know, at one point says that. Uh, Scrody. <laughs> Scrody. Yeah. yeah. Um, You're going to pull a gun on somebody if you've already used it. Yeah. But, you know, how many people pull guns this episode and don't use them? So, yeah. So while he's got, while, while Fury has the gun, and I like this, to Scrody's head. Uh, -huh. uh Yeah. There's six dudes behind him with their, with their guns drawn. And, you know, nobody's using... The, I, the whole thing was kind of funny to me. Yeah. But then you have Sonia. <laughs> who just casually walks in and starts talking to people and will shoot them. You know, mid-sentence. By the way, before we go any farther, I just have to um, publicly announce my affinity for this woman's character. I just... The posh sarcasm that oh just falls out of this woman's mouth is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. I watched, I went back a couple different, couple different scenes with her today just so I could rewatch what she said to people because it yeah. was so fantastic. I just, 
Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely, absolutely adore this woman, and I am looking forward to uh, whatever is going to happen between the, the two of them. Oh um, yeah, they, yeah, they're either going to get along great because they find the right groove, or they're going to absolutely hate each other. I think and, there, I think there's a there. Honestly, I think they're right down the middle between those two things because when you listen to them talk there's an annoyance level from each of them. They're both yeah. annoyed with what the other one has to say and why they're saying it. Uh-huh. But then they turn around and they're like, well, you know, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Two, two of my, my favorite moments with her were uh, when she's like, if you ask me, I think the scrolls are everywhere and she shoots them in the leg. And then the other one with the uh, Nigel's the one with the silencer pressed against the base of your skull. Yeah. I'm not, not, my name's not Nigel. No, but his is. <laughs> right. It's one of those things that, you know, th- like uh, villains shouldn't give away their plan until after they carry it out. Right. She's doing that. She's like, no, I'm going to tell you what's already happened and you can try to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. If Like you, we were talking pre-show. If she were a villain, she'd be terrifying. Oh, yeah. Be- but even, even with all of that, she still doesn't know that Scrody was a scroll. Right. Like, so somehow that that slipped through. You would technical difficulties on Tim's end. Okay, so uh, I'm back. Okay, my camera's just my camera's being interesting. <laughs> Your camera is it? Are you using a Windows computer tonight, Tim? No, I'm using my MacBook, but the the connection on this I have a cheaper camera for here at home. Oh, we okay. can talk about this later, but it uh, right. it decided it wanted to disconnect. It does this at right. random moments. It, it, if you were using Windows, I was going to give you a hard time. That's what I did. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, what else have I got here? Because we've been jumping around a little bit. We um, did, yeah. Yeah, so Fury... Where'd that go? He He's harvested the DNA from all of the Avengers you know, at the Battle of Earth, which is interesting that it's called the Battle of Earth because it wouldn't be assigned the Battle of Earth by people on Earth. It'd be assigned that name by people elsewhere. Right. You know, they would call it the Battle of Wakanda if it was named on Earth. But to be called the Battle of Earth, somebody else had to have named it. So this has gotten galactic attention. So he collected all this DNA. I'm not sure exactly how this works. That, you know, having the Avengers DNA when they're a bunch of, you know, science experiments and baseline humans and a super soldier. Right. You know, but then I started thinking about it, like, th- there are a few, like, Carol Danvers is something of a mutant, right? Right. And uh, T'Challa would have had the, um, what's it called, the heart-shaped herb? Yeah, he definitely would have, he would have mutated genes because of the heart-shaped herb. Right. Heart-shaped herb. So then doing a little research on this, in the Ultimates comics, um, Wolverine was the first mutant. And all the other ones came from people experimenting with his DNA. The Ultimates are also where we got Sam Jackson as Fury. Right. They used his appearance without his permission. Um, which is why he gets to be Nick Fury in the movies as anytime they use that character because he did not sue Marvel. Fair enough. Legitimately. Yeah. Um, but so I'm wondering if, you know, the harvest now is where they're going to bring in the rest of the mutants. You know, somehow that's going to get used to 
you know, that's a great thought and with a distinct possibility of that happening. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't find anything outside of this show about the harvest. You know, since for once I had time to actually look at stuff. You know, the thing I found most interesting about the the harvest was mm-hmm. that when he's like, yeah, we got to collect the DNA samples of all these these heroes. And it's one vial of fluid. Yeah. Okay, so now do we, is it just like the super ser- uh, soldier serum where it's just, everything's just, like, do they just pour it in and we're going to get it, you know? It's just, it seems really weird to me. I mean, unless there's, unless we just didn't get a close enough look to it and there's tiny itty bitty capsules inside of the, the one mm-hmm. vial or something like that. But it seems to me like we took like a little bit of Cap, a little bit of Thor, a little bit of, you know, yeah. Black Panther. We just, oh, we're just going <laughs> to, you know, right. make this mishmash and see what comes of it. And Yeah. But then, you know, would maybe a different individual react differently to the, being exposed to it would you know you have a different response than me you get xyz powers and i get efg powers whatever right you know. i mean yeah, it's a it's a very interesting concept because that was the first thing i thought about as soon as as soon as that gravestone started going up and fury reaches uh-huh. in to grab his uh you know he reaches into uh yeah to, to gather the harvest if you will yeah, sorry, my uh, I'm having all kinds of technical difficulties here today, and it is just absolutely wonderful. So it's okay. Um, it's okay. Not, we still love you. Not sarcastic at all, uh, but yeah. So once, as soon as that that headstone went up, and he reaches in and he grabs that that test tube out of it, I was like, well, okay. So I thought he was going to walk over to the other t- tombstones and like, okay, this one's mm-hmm. from this person, this one's from that person, you know. It yeah. was like I was like, oh, just just the one. And then when he went into the, excuse me, into the building, yeah. And he, when he first started opening those those containers up, I thought that's what he was doing was getting more. But then right. he got his super cool uh, Fury costume back out, and yeah, uh, you know the yeah. leather coat, the, the the eye patch that we've all been missing, mm-hmm. all those different things. So yeah, I thought that that was yeah. all part of it. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool too. Him, you know, suiting up. Yeah, I think that's actually cooler than Iron Man suiting up because it's just Fury resuming his identity to some extent because he's been right. looking for it since the start. Right. Well, yeah. The first couple episodes, we have Fury who's lost and right. he doesn't know who and what he is. You know, after the blip and being up at uh, uh, you know the tower mm-hmm. uh, out, you know, out, out in outer space, and then there's all these other things that are happening, and you know, and he's just. He's lost and, you know, find out that his wife, who he knew was a scroll, is, is going to try and kill him. And I think that that affected him. And, you know, finding out that one of his best friends was a scroll, you know, Rody or yeah. Scrody. And, you know, <laughs> kind of going from there. Had a soap sticking around for a little bit. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I yeah. thought it was interesting, too. And I, I didn't see this in your notes, but correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. Maybe you did. Maybe you did have it in here. But one of the things I thought was interesting was uh, going back to Gravik and his loss of of control and and everything that's happening uh, was him turning another government against his own people. You know, using his own people as leverage. Yeah. You know, for the site in Russia, and, and you know, and even uh, Scrody was like, "Yeah, this is a bad plan, boss." He's yeah. like, "No, it's their leverage." Yeah. That. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. That that's interesting. That's that's a new level of crazy, right? 
So we have the thing I like about this episode though is that we have a couple different levels of crazy. We have graphic crazy, which is just bonkers and out there. And then you've mm-hmm. got Sonya crazy, who's like, "Yes, here's my plan, and this is what I'm doing." And by the way, you're gonna die anyway. And yeah. I friggin' love her. If mm-hmm. I didn't say it enough earlier, friggin' love her. So yeah, my favorite character in the show. Yeah, so far, absolutely. Yeah, hands hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other note that you have in here that I want to talk about, just because it amuses me. I mean, we kind of mentioned it a little bit yeah. with the number of guns that have been pointed at Fury. Mm-hmm. Is that he hasn't got shot? You called it the James Bond effect, yeah. In, in your note, and that, I think that's fantastic, especially if you look at the how uh, episode four ended. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the president. He's under fire. You have a man coming in in a in a Land Rover just out of the blue, with nobody turns to fire at him or give a care that this guy who was fired and probably has been labeled a terrorist at this point by his mm-hmm. own government because of Scrody is able to walk right up to where the, the president is. And they're like, don't worry, we got this. And they're like, okay, no problem. You're Nick Fury. Right, right. Um, so I work in a hospital, if anybody doesn't know that. If there's anybody who needs any level of security, there is no way anybody is getting within 20 feet of that person. Right. Um, and that's with normal, we need this person's urine sample so we know if they're drunk or not. Right. Or, you know, we're bringing this person from their cell because they hurt themselves. There's no way there wouldn't be more people securing that hallway, you know? Right. It just kind of cracked me up. You know, you got not only is at the end of that last episode, do you have <coughs> Fury, this possible, you know, seen as a terrorist now get within 20 feet of the, the president, but take him away in his own vehicle. But like, no, no, you guys stick around and fight it out. I got this. And then walking him into the hospital in episode five, where like there's no problem. Here. Yeah. It's, so it's not it's not often I can say this, but I think Grey's Anatomy would do that scene better. <laughs> and I've got big issues with Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, fair enough. You know, as much as I have enjoyed this this whole series, and I have very mm-hmm. much enjoyed it, it's it's been one of the highlights of, of the Marvel Studios uh, releases, in my opinion. Yeah. I just. That little that little oversight is the one thing it kind of kind of mm-hmm. bugs me, kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. I'm like, as good as the writing has been in so many things, I'm like, okay, I, this I understand you're trying to move the plot and all, but <laughs> well, well, you know, it might just be that they didn't have the clearance to drop the extras in using AI yet. Well, that's also a, a problem right now mm-hmm. with the actor strike and all. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but all right. I, I did have one question for you, Tim. Yeah, fire away. Last line of the show. It's Fury walking away. He's on the phone. It's time. Let's finish this. Who's he talking to? Captain Marvel. It's a good theory. I think it's Captain Marvel because we need, and I, I don't have it handy right now, but in weeks previous, we've we've uh, had images of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Fury in his outfit that we see him walking out of that tomb with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Rambo mm-hmm. and, you know, leading into the Marvels. So, yeah, I, I think that that's probably where this is. is we're, we're, we're either talking to Rambo or we're talking to Captain Marvel. But one of the two ways we have an introduction to the movie in this next episode or two. Since that comes out in November, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. I just wanted to get your theory. Uh, I figured it was either, you know, Captain Marvel or he's calling Gravik to, okay, 
we can meet now. But I like your theory better. I don't think he's calling Gravik, because I think if he gets near Gravik, he's going to kill Gravik. Or at least try to, because the only way... And they're going to have to Wolverine him. The only way you're going to kill Gravik, in my opinion, is you're going to have to cut off his head. Would that work? That's how you kill Wolverine. Okay. That's the only way you do it. All right. Or or drown him. I think drowning or... If, if I remember correctly, I'll have to double check that, but okay. I'm pretty sure that those are the, one of those two ways is the only way you can you can kill Wolverine and or Deadpool. Okay, fair enough. And we'll find out more than likely in Deadpool three. Anyway, if uh, it ever gets finished, <laughs> if it ever gets a chance to get finished, <laughs> pay your writers. Anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, episode five. I I'm looking forward to episode six. I'm looking forward to how this all wraps up and how we get into. Uh, uh, the Marvels, and I'm also one. Just one more thing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to see how this this whole harvesting of human personalities is kind of coming to a crash and burn situation with the Skrulls, with how we saw it in you know we saw we see it on the right hand side there with mm-hmm. Captain Marvel from the Captain Marvel movie. We see it on the left there when they were t- stealing. Uh, I think that was for for Pagan or Pagan or however you say his name. Um, you know, and then you know, of course. Gravic losing his ever loving flipping mind. So, yep. But yeah. So, hey, uh, if you guys have theories and thoughts about what you saw today in Marvel's Secret Invasion, please don't hesitate. You can include any of those comments uh, down below, and you'll have opportunity to see some of the cool stuff that we have got going. If you do what that says down there below, please remember to like and subscribe. And also, uh, we have another banner. I'm going to show you that one. Get ready. Here it is. Oh, yes. Check out our Patreon page. Yeah, we've got a lot of cool stuff. There's been a, uh, this Friday, we have an interview being released with Thunder Levin. There it is. Yes. Thunder Levin, the writer of Sharknado. Man, my brain is just not yeah. firing on all cylinders today. But anyway, but Thunder Levin is the writer of Sharknado, uh, Sharknado 1 through 4, and he has writing credits on the remaining three or four movies after that. And uh, we talked about how he got into the business, how Star Wars and Star Trek have influenced his writing. It's a really kind of a cool story. Not only that, but he also talks about how the Sharknado movies were written in such a way that they were steering into the camp. And it's a really kind of a cool story. It helps you with your perspective on those movies. It makes them far more entertaining to watch if you know what Thunder, how Thunder was writing them and why. Uh, so check that out. But if you don't want to wait till Friday, you can, of course, go to that link down there in our show notes, patreon.com backslash FSF podcast. And uh, actually, that's forward slash, excuse me. Uh, I was just looking at my keyboard. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash FSF podcast. And you can watch or listen to that today for as little as three measly George Washingtons. Uh, so, yeah, check that out. And it's a whole lot of fun. And there's a whole lot of bloopers uh, similar to what you would have seen today. Uh, with what I have been creating for you, except for um, these are live and uh, the other ones are all pulled out by John and Nick. They make sure that uh, my bloopers are well-maintained for posterity's sake. So anyway, there's that. We're going with that. Yep. And a lot of those bloopers are available through Patreon. Yes, they are. There's not a just, whole slew tips. of them. Kathleen's. Kathleen's got some good ones on there, too. Oh, yeah. So... All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up today for our Live at Five. Goodbye. Bye.
On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSFpopcast. Or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.